0: The nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, we're going to talk about a doozy. This is a new bill that would require law enforcement officers to get treatment before retiring early due to PTSD. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Now, I know an abundance of police officers who have neared retirement age who have developed, and it's actually C PTSD, right? We've talked about complex PTSD and the difference. PTSD, just real quickly, is a female who was raped and she had a single incident and she may suffer from emotional difficulties thereafter. Complex PTSD, on the other hand, is what, of course, every single officer who, who works not at a desk job, right, not in the courts, experiences, regardless of what an article might tell you. Complex PTSD means that throughout an officer's career, they will have come across incident compounding on top of incident, compounding on top of incident, And that's what makes it different between just having and not just PTSD, but the the variance between the two. Now, here it's saying that lawmakers in Minnesota are considering a bill that would curb the amount of law enforcement officers that are retiring early due to PTSD. Um, What I was getting on before is that I know an abundance of officers that are near retirement age who have experienced CPTSD, who also have an accumulation of other mental health, health ailments that dive into that, as well as physical contributors that are a consequence of having suffered many years, sometimes decades of having CP, CPTSD, whether or not they have undergone any type of psychotherapy. Now, here, this is saying that statistics show that about 80% of disability retirement claims made by police officers refer to a PTSD diagnosis, according to this report. Currently, responders who retire early due to disability get at least 60% of their salary for five years until age 55. After one of the two qualifiers are met, responders then receive their usual usual retirement funds. As it's now written, HF1234 would require police officers and firefighters who apply for disability retirement benefits due to a psychological condition to complete up to 32 weeks of mental health treatment. Now, this is crazy to me because what this is saying is if an individual has reached a point in their career, again, usually decades of this type of psychological warfare is really what this is, and they are finally on the brink of maybe reaching out for help for the first time, And they've done this already for a length of time. You would need to do that in order to have a diagnosis that is PTSD related to get to the point of filing a retirement claim for something that is PTSD. Think about that. You need to go through a long period of time to even get to that place. And now what they're saying is that you're going to need to continue to function as you currently are as a police officer while undergoing our 32 weeks of mental health treatment. And then the treatment, according to the Minnesota reformer, would be reimbursed. And the state public safety department would assess whether a responder is able to return to their job.
1: Like, it, it makes me just shake my head thinking about like, because so I think about people who and and I'm going to just not even talk about the CPTSD side of it just yet. I'm thinking about someone who needs knee surgery. And someone who goes through, they get injured on duty, they need knee surgery, and they have to go through the city,
0: fight with workman's comp,
1: fight with workman's comp, fight with the city, fight with the doctors and all that like the whole process is it's cumbersome and, and it's it's horrible it's it's horrible for anybody having to go through it because workers comp and and the um contracted doctor's offices in which people go through or which the city utilizes
0: which the city chooses
1: exactly they're in their back pockets They're going to do whatever the city tells them to. They, I mean, they have, they have the cost analysis people that say, Oh, it's going to be cheaper for you to retire this person than to keep them on the books. The problem I see as a whole with, with the retirement factor of people retiring with PTSD, it's not that these these officers who are retiring or filing legitimate claims. They, I mean, I think they're truly, they truly are. And in, in most cases, the problem is, is those ones who are trying to medically retire because they don't want to do the job anymore. And this is their out. And, and it's, it's used and abused in a lot of ways. And I think honestly, the best way to even fix this problem, because in, and I'm seeing this in Multiple different facets, not just the CPTSD realm, but back injuries, but knee injuries, just pre existing injuries that people have where they're getting medically retired because of on the job related stuff. Medical insurance costs a shit ton of money to spend when you're, to have to spend out of pocket when you retire. If cities started upfront organizing something to where you put into an account and they match that contribution almost like a retirement for having lifetime medical. When you retire, you would drastically see these amounts of medically retired people doing that.
0: I'm going to say something incredibly controversial and it's something that only people who live on this side of the blue line will understand. There is a giant push that I have seen in the past of suicide for police officers being something that is covered under their life insurance. That sounds crazy, right? We've talked about, you know, I didn't know until um, a couple years ago, Clint, when you had told me that, you know, suicide is legal. And that was something I, I really had to give a lot of thought about. And given that suicide is legal, given that we have such high suicide rates when it comes to law enforcement I know that that push for legalizing PTSD to be um, in tandem with suicide in terms of what is diagnosable after the fact is something that is of discussion for a lot of people. Now, the other side of that argument would be that it would be it would further incentivize an officer to take their own life when they know that their family would be funded in that way. And I understand both sides of the argument. So if we know that suicide and CPTSD are in such relation to one another, why on earth would we deem it necessary to have a 32-week extension of psychotherapy under the guise of whatever city department that individual works under, whether you have that officer on light duty or no duty at all while they're under your treatment, I don't understand why they think that that 32 weeks is not an open window for an additional level of increased suicide.
1: Well, and it's not that they don't see that as a problem. It's what's what's the bottom line? How much is it going to cost them? They say that officer did kill themselves. It's going to be cheaper for them to no longer have to pay their salary, pay pay their their overtime pay their medical benefits pay their retirement and and like it's cheaper for them to do that which then
0: begs the question are they simply opening the door for something like that to take place
1: and in my mind i would say yeah because it's cheaper and and most people don't look at a city or a county or anything like that
0: like a business like
1: as a business but the reality is they're businesses they, they have to, they have a budget, they have income, they have everything that they do, and they need to si- set that, that line. And it's cheaper for them just to say, okay, well, let's put these people through this and see how it works with the guys of, oh, well, we're giving them 32 weeks of help and we're giving them, we're trying to provide all these resources to them. And if any, anyone who's listening to this, has ever been through the process dealing with workers comp, dealing with situations like this, it actually almost would drive you more so to commit suicide or just to say, you know what? Fuck it. I give up.
0: Yeah. And it's not to say that it, it is always that way. It's just from our experience with people that we have talked to who have been in this exact situation. I would say that there's almost always, as Clint said, a physical attribute that, yes, there is also going to be a secondary diagnosis of CPTSD that is included in that, such as the back pain with with CPTSD, and I don't think that a proposition like that should mitigate either one of them. So I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on the 32 weeks of mental health for CPTSD before retirement. So if you are not already, please join us in our Police, Fire, Military, and Families Facebook group. Drop a review, subscribe down below, and as always, know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.